24-7-365. The fantasy season never dies. Welcome to Every Day is Draft Day. Presented by Champions Round. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the latest edition of Everyday Draft Day Hot Takes and Pancakes. I am your host, Dan Turner. Joining me are the Triple J's, Jason, Jeff, and Joey. What's up, guys? What up? Hey there. Happy Monday. What's your new nickname now, the Triple J's? Just decided. All right, so begin the week. Officially, it is NFL week because we have our first official NFL game this week, the Hall of Fame game. So, yay, football's back. Cheers, everyone. Awesome. Can't wait. Uh, so we're going to get hopefully get some super spicy uh, takes to commemorate the beginning of football season. So uh, without further ado, let's jump right into it and start with uh, Jason to my right on the screen. What's your first uh, hot take for the day? You know what? My As my first act is a hot take commissioner, I'm actually <laughs> going to pass the bar over to Joey because he usually comes with the absolute heat and I feel like tearing apart some hot takes right now. So Joey, <laughs> you're on the board, baby. All right. I'm honored to be past the torch from the commissioner himself, but <laughs> actually pretty funny. I mean, not funny, but uh, Kyler just tested positive for COVID about 10 minutes ago. But my hot take coming in today, my biggest one was, I don't think the Cardinals get over six wins this season. Let's fucking go. <laughs> he likes it. He you likes it. Take. He has the torch and he likes it. And I say this because I think their roster is just ugly to me. Um, Hollywood Brown, great pickup. D-Hop suspended. A.J. Green, I'm, I'm a big A.J. Green fan, but he's old. He's old. Um, Rondell needs to improve a lot, and Ertz is also just getting older. I think Kyler's a stack guy, and I think after this whole um, – with the studying clause that was put in his contract, I think that kind of killed his confidence and uh, the locker room a little bit. So I don't think he's all that as well. Um, Watt can't stay healthy, and Baker, Buda Baker's also getting old. I don't think the Cardinals get over six wins. I have no interest. That was, that was perfect. <laughs> no, I mean that's. Uh, I understand why you went that way. I mean, six wins is is you know, still. I'm not sure if. Uh, oh man, I just, six wins is bad. I, yeah, bad. I don't. I don't know if they're gonna. I, I just think they're a better team to have more than six wins. But I mean, let's just say, for example, James Conner goes down, or you know, there's he an stinks. issue there. Or he stinks, right? Or you know, like last no, year. No, no, no. Was... He 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 does stink. <laughs> that wasn't a question. That was a, that was a fact. Three point seven yards per carry touchdowns. last year. What's the under what's the nine and a half rushing? Under nine and a half rushing touchdowns is a fucking lock. Absolute <laughs> lock. It's nine a lock. and a half rushing touchdowns. He's awful. Three point seven yards per carry. I understand he scored all the touchdowns last year. He was the worst running back on the Arizona Cardinals last year and ranked forty fifth. In the NFL in yards per carry. He's utter dog trash as a running back, and now you have a worse offensive line. Get the hell out of here with any James Conner over yards, I... over touchdowns. Get out of here. Also, sorry, I'm coming off the top. I got really excited. Arizona Cardinals under eight and a half wins. Lock. Love that. If you're going to do six wins, them to finish last in the NFC West, potentially, maybe a little spicy. I think it's about plus 550 right now. Cliff Kingsbury, first coach fired, 12 to 1. I already bet the shit out of it. Let's go. Awful coach. Wow. Jason, you passed me the torch, and you're more passionate about this hot take than I am. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. I love it. I yeah. could not be more excited that you went to where you went to. Because literally, it's just all I've talked about on any gambling podcast I've done. 
right, great. Well, I love to hear it. That's my opinion. But all right, who's who's up next? That's, that's oh no, saying. let's. I, I want on, Dan and, and Jeff to kind of let's bet it out because us two crazy people are way too in on this. <laughs> so, I'd like to hear some no, reasonable I'll, responses. I'll, I'll, I'll go next. I'll go next. Normally, Joey okay. takes her like nuclear level, like burn down the entire like city. <laughs> But I agree with him on this one. I think Arizona does win six or less games this year. I mean, just look at – I just pull up your schedule real quick. I can only – maybe like Seattle, they'll beat maybe New Orleans. But they have like the Chargers, the Rams, obviously. They have Denver, New England, Tampa. They, they have the NFC – yeah, the NFC South. Yeah, I don't see I don't see six wins there, honestly. So it's it's, it's not as much out of the realm of possibility as, you know, as originally it seemed to be. I, 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 I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> I, actually agree, I actually agree with Joey that uh, I think that, 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 that's actually so, a pretty good. Team. Can I add a can I add a little context to what Dan's saying? Go for it. That the Arizona Cardinals have the eighth hardest schedule in the NFL based on Vegas win totals this season. They're going without DeAndre Hopkins for obviously the first six weeks or six games of the season, and this is a team that traditionally starts really hot and fades down the stretch. What happens if they start slow and they're only going to get worse? Five wins is what happens. Five, five. <laughs> I definitely think we have a racked clip in there somewhere at some point. Um, I was just looking at the schedule too, and I'm with you, Dan. It looks tough. And and uh, Joey coming with the heat here. We're not talking about Tua winning MVP. We're talking about we're talking about Arizona winning six games or less. Um, no, that's that's hot, man. That's a good take. I just man, I don't know. I mean, it, I definitely see the possibility, and I want to be with you guys. I just, for whatever reason, it just seems like, uh, you know, Arizona struggled last season near the you know, in the second half of the year because of Kyler Murray's ankle injury. If his ankle is better, I mean, I have to assume the team is a little bit better, but you're right. You got no – there's no Hopkins. Jason's already talked about James Conner being a farce. And uh, we also have the the Kyler Murray. Well, now he's got COVID, but I mean that'll go away, right? Another reason. But uh, the the whole study gate thing um, with uh, with Kyler Murray as well. It just seems like uh, you know this is kind of not really tipping in their favor right now. So no. yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I think maybe they do win like six games, but uh, also, they they lost their best defender. Chandler Jones is on the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Uh, other That's than Buda Baker, under other than Buda Baker, is there really a game changer on the defensive side? Maybe JJ if he's healthy, but he's nah. thirty four years old at this point. He never yeah. plays. He never plays. It's, this is a great take. I like it. I'm, I mean, they I'm have gonna, two. They have two. There. They have two That's really something. young linebackers who are really giant dudes who don't really go side to side. I, I, I I'm fully in on this take, Joey. Well done. Yeah. All right, good, good start. Good start to the episode. All right, Dan. All right. All right, I'll go next. I'll go next. Okay, so I think that – let me see here. One second, I pull it up real quick. All right, uh, DeAndre Swift finishes outside of the top 15 running backs this year. So how it goes is he he was good last year. You know, he, he was solid. He wasn't anything, like, earth-shattering. As, as a lot of people, he, he finished his running back 23 last year. Uh, he only played 13 games. I'm not going to put injuries into it because that's, I mean, you can't predict injuries. Uh, so, but he only had 11, 11 points per game last year. It wasn't that great. I mean, the, the, they did improve the offensive line, but they also improved the pass catchers around him, which is a, a really key reason why Swift, Swift is going as high as he is. 
uh, with with uh, receptions. So I just think that even if he does play a full season, that I he will finish way out. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll go outside top ten. I won't go outside top fifteen. Top fifteen too much. I'll yeah, go outside top ten. It was spicier earlier. It was spicier right. earlier. All right, top fifteen. I go top fifteen. I'll, I'll, stick, with top 15. <laughs> I'll stick with top fifteen. Well, he, he's very reception dependent on his fantasy scoring, I think, and touchdowns too. And, and if he doesn't have the re- the receptions and he's not scoring a lot of touchdowns, then he's not going to be in the top 10 or the top 12, or in, in your case here, the top 15 even. But mm. um, what does this mean for Jamal Williams? Do you, do you like him at all, Dan? Or I love Jamal Williams. Do you think, think he's Jamal- a better running back than DeAndre Swift? Just running-wise, yes. Yeah. I think he's a better runner than Swift is. I think Swift is a better overall football player, though. But as just, just comparing running styles, yeah, I would take Jamal Williams over Swift. And I think Jamal Williams is, is a great value in, in, in late in drafts. Mm-hmm. I think not a lot of people have been talking about Jamal Williams at all uh, this year. And he was, he was good last year, uh, yeah. too. And I think, you know, he's going to get uh, – I don't think – he might not get the same amount of carries, but he's going to get uh, some carries. And like we said, the overall offense has improved uh, th- this year. So I, I like him at, at the end of drafts. I just don't like Twift where he's going in, like, the, the, like the, you know, in the middle of the first round. I think that's just yeah. too high for him. Honestly. Yeah, there's uh, there's either people who are in love with DeAndre Swift, or there's like yourself who's uh, a little bit off the uh, the interest level there in terms of Swift as a fantasy commodity at that mm-hmm. level of ADP. Hey, Jason, what do you think? I mean, I, I don't really. Well, I I drafted DeAndre Swift in our draft for Champions <laughs> round in the third round. Uh, I, I thought it was just the best option available at that point. I think that right. he's going to have. I think he's gonna have a bigger season than last year. Like he only rushed for like 650 yards. He had 400 yards receiving, seven touchdowns, something like that. So I do think that he's gonna have a bigger season than he did last year. Whether or not that means a top 10 or top 15 finish, I'm not sure. I do think he'll have a bigger role in the running game. He'll get a bigger share uh, this season. Uh, passing wise, I don't know. I mean, if you look back at the stats from last year, the first like nine games, he was heavily involved in the passing game. And then as the Lions got better and Jared Goff got more comfortable and Amon St. Brown developed into the receiver that he is, Swift's shares went down a little bit. So there is some concern on my end from how many receptions he's going to get. At the end of the day, I would bet on the talent. I think he's really talented. I think that if there's any year that he's going to break out, it is this year in year three. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that a top top 12 finish is doable but i would not bet on it i i don't think that that takes that spicy but i'm definitely not down on swift either so i guess i'm against it in that way joey anything uh yeah i kind of agree with you dan i think he doesn't finish in the top 15 definitely um he's also really injury prone i mean it's kind of overlooked but the last two seasons he's missed the last three games so that's something you also kind of have to look at also, Swift is known as the type of running back to go down after this first bit of contact. contact. Like, that's been a thing, too. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't really seen anything, like, crazy special that makes me high on Swift. I mean, Jason, you drafted him in the third round. Like, I don't disagree with that. Like, I think that's no. a great thing. I mean, it's the people that are drafting him mid-first round, early second, I just don't agree with. So, I don't think Swift is going to have an amazing year. I think he's going to be a decent role player for the Lions. I think the Lions are going to be improved all around, but I'm not sold on Swift. Plus, Detroit, I mean, shoot, they haven't had a thousand yard rusher since Reggie Bush in whatever it was, what, 2012, 2011, something like that. Hold on one second. Let me look at DeAndre Swift's rushing totals this year because that would be interesting because 
I mean, I don't think he's a thousand-yard rusher. He's not that type of guy. He's, he's a not. guy who could have sixty-five receptions and rush for eight hundred yards. And if the touchdown production is there, if he scores twelve touchdowns, yeah, then you're that can get him there. Top ten back, but it's funny that you mentioned uh, Reggie Bush because that's kind of that's kind of a running back I see yeah. with, with, with Swift, where he's not going to get that thousand-yard like Jason said, but he's going to get that ton of receptions that's going to put him over that mark. I think, like, if you were to have a career a year, at some point in his career, he gets a thousand yards. But he's not a thousand yard running back, in, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm with you there, Dan. He's going to have to have, like, well, he had 10 think? touchdowns last year. He's going to have to have that. He's going to have to have at least 60, 70, 80 catches, if not more, right. to be able to reach that, that top 12, top 15 status. Sorry, Jason. Go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, who do you think has more points this year, him or Travis Etienne? Etienne. He's a better running back. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Etienne. Especially coming off like a crazy rehab um, comeback year, I, I would go. I, I think Etienne should be getting the kind of love, the Swift is. love that Swift is getting, honestly, mm-hmm. this year. Etienne should be going. Your crazy. take should have been Etienne over DeAndre Swift. <laughs> well, the podcast isn't over. You can do it right now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, would, I would absolutely take ETN over Swift, 100%. I would, I too. ETN, okay. I would take ETN where he's being drafted over Swift where he's being drafted. Pretty easily, That's honestly. It comes down to is ADP. Yeah, that's what it is because the, the ADP where Swift is right now is crazy. Mm-hmm. And if I can get ETN where he's going over Swift where he's going, it's, it's no contest. Not at all. Fair enough. All right. Jeff? All right. You're up. Yep. All right, so my take, we of course, we talked about Julio Jones a little bit uh, last week with him signing with the, the big, huge signing, of course, with Tampa Bay. Everyone's thinking, oh, Julio Jones, Tom Brady, this connection's going to be awesome. I don't think Julio Jones is someone that you can even start in fantasy leagues. Uh, you know, he is 33 years old. He has had 15 hamstring injuries or re-injuries in his career, 11 of which happened since 2020. Now, before 2020, Julio was an absolute stud. He really, he barely missed any time. There was a Jones fracture that he had in 2013. He missed like 11 games. But uh, this is not the Julio that we have seen in, in years past. That we saw last year with Tennessee, he you know, really struggled. He couldn't stay on the field. Um, he would get hurt and then miss like the rest of the possession or miss the half or, or, or even worse, miss few, missed a few games. And, uh, you know, he was most likely signed in my opinion, as a precaution for Chris Godwin, who's coming back from his ACL injury, who had surgery in January. And, you know, the January plus nine months of recovery is around September. So is that, is he going to be ready Maybe, maybe not. Well, how ready will he be? Perhaps he's kind of like a, a precautionary type of signing. Um, I don't think that he's going to be a part of their three wide receivers because that's going to be Evans, that's going to be Godwin, and Russell Gage in the slot. And, you know, I think we're just looking at Julio as someone who's going to play about 30 40% of snaps if we're lucky. He may only come in for, like, specific – down in distance plays, you know, in the red zone, or if they need a first down. Uh, when it comes to your fantasy starting lineup, are you going to play a Julio Jones who's going to be inconsistent at best? Or are you going to take a guy that you could have at the, at the tail end of your starting lineup? Oh, 
he cut out? Jeff? Did we lose? I think we lost Jeff. It was such a oh, okay. such a bad it take. Was so, such a bad take so, that it cut out. It was way too spicy. <laughs> yeah, you know, like uh, Ellen. Oh, are you back? Oh, okay. He's back. You're, we never left. I'm back. What happened? So, all right. So you you left off on. Do you think Julio is going to be a fantasy somebody in fantasy that you can trust? Oh wow! So you missed all of that? We yes, a decent yeah. amount. A decent. All right. Uh, all right. Let me let me start over then, and I can just edit this. Um, so yeah, I don't think that Julio is going to be someone that you can start as a fantasy wide receiver as you're the last starter in your lineup. I just don't see that happening. He's 33 years old. He's not expected to carry a whole lot of uh, load with Tampa. Uh, he's had 15 hamstring injuries in his career, 11 of which happened since 2020. He just can't stay healthy. He's got bad hamstrings at 33 years old. No, thanks. The Bucs already have uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, who's coming back from an ACL injury. He should be back in September. Uh, and they also signed Russell Gage that Tom Brady personally recruited to be their slot receiver. And we know how well Brady likes slot receivers. I just don't see Julio being someone that you're going to look at your roster and think, oh, yeah, I'm going to start him over guys like Elijah Moore or Alan Lazard or Rashad Bateman, Drake London or, or Robert Woods. Those are all guys that are most likely going to be like your last wide receiver on your, on your roster that you would potentially start. Not Julio, someone who's going to play 30 to 40% of, of snaps and have just inconsistent results. So, yeah, I am out on Julio this year as any kind of fantasy commodity. Jason. Where uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, you guys know where I am on Julio at this point. Uh, I would draft him. I think that Jeff's point is, I understand it fully, inconsistent. But I think that based on where you're going to be able to get him in drafts, assuming that people are being reasonable, if people are being unreasonable and expecting him to have a thousand yard season, great, you can have him. As someone that I can spot start off my bench, absolutely willing to take a flyer on him because of how good that Brady offense can be because of how much they pass the ball, one of the league leaders in passing the ball. And I think that they're going to have to. I don't like that defense as much this season. I think that they're going to pass the ball just as much as they have in years past. And I think that Julio will end up being a decent enough solid wide receiver three in fantasy. Again, I've put those numbers out 50 for 750 and eight, I think is maybe a little high on the touchdowns, but that's kind of where I'm at. I think that he'll be a red zone threat for them. Um, So, yeah, I would take him in fantasy at the right cost. I'm not trying to avoid him by any means. But I understand, Jeff, if you're thinking about him being a starter every week for you, that ain't the Julio you're getting. No, right. Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, I mean, best ball? Sure, I'm fine with Julio in best ball because you don't have to decide whether or not to start or not. But I just, you know, once you once you start him one week and he doesn't perform or doesn't do enough for you, are you going to start him the next week, you know? I don't know. I don't. I don't see him as an eight touchdown, seven hundred re- receiving yard receiver this year or any year mm-hmm. going forward. Yeah. Even with Tampa Bay, with Tom Brady, I just don't see it. I mean, yeah. AJ Green had nine hundred yards last year, so that is surprising. <laughs> but still, AJ Green was was a part of that offense. I don't know what his team target share was or anything along those lines. We'd have to look that up. But uh, you know, I I just don't see Julio being in that role for Tampa. They already have three guys. I could not agree with the take more. 
I think Julio well, is. Well, we know. We know. <laughs> we know. Yeah. There's a whole. Go watch the last episode of, of Everyday Interrupted. You want to see that? I, I say about Julio. So, what do you think, Joey? Totally aware. Um, all right, let's spice these things up a little bit because uh, I disagree. I think Julio. Okay, clip this hot take. Hot take of the century. Hot take of the year. I think he's the second leading. No. Uh, has the second most no. receiving yards on no. the Bucks. No. It's Julio it. Jones. No, still, it's not Julio Jones. Ask Tennessee what Julio Jones they're going to get. No, Tennessee had the worst. If you look up mediocre QB, you get Ryan Tannehill. He's playing with the best of all time, Tom Brady, the GOAT, who is going to make sure that Julio Jones is Julio Jones for one more year. I think Julio Jones has a great year. I think he has over 700 receiving yards. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch him absolutely dominate and come back to this clip. I, I guarantee he has less than 700 receiving yards. Right. Whoa. Guarantee. 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 I will suck a lemon on the air. I don't care. Whatever the hell it is. Suck a lemon? What the hell is that? Gonna... <laughs> Put some mustard on that hot dog. <laughs> okay, Jeff. So if Julio Jones has over 700 yards, we come back to this clip and the next hot takes that we do in the future, you have to eat a whole lemon. Eat a whole lemon. Yeah, I said suck a lemon. All right, let's. let's no, 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 no. It's guaranteed, so you got to eat the lemon. Though. All right, he's not going to do it anyway, so that's the safe bet. All right. Same, I, I feel like you. Fine. I feel like we got to do better than suck a lemon. I think he's got to eat like four. <laughs> he's got to do like fourteen hot dogs and just dip it in fourteen different types of mustard. <laughs> this is see, see which mustard he likes the most. <laughs> we'll we'll the hot takes yeah, episode, yeah. but the whole time you have to eat. 15 he's not going to get five hundred yards, much less seven. So no. I, he's what? not going to get the playing time. He just no. isn't. He's, it's, like, it's, Julio Jones. Role. Yeah. it's Julio Jones, but it's not Julio Jones. It's not 2019. So we can stop now. We can stop with this. It's Julio Jones. That's right. right. Adrian yeah. Peterson is still Adrian Peterson. You're not, he's not going to rush for 1,500 yards. He's old. Still it's over. Still he's done. He's baked. He's cooked. He's not Julio yeah. Jones. We should start, we should start selling hot take hot dogs. Six, yeah. 62 yeah. career injuries for Julio Jones in his NFL pro lifetime. He's going to be on that TB12 diet and and uh, rehab. He's going to be just fine. Love it. No way. His hamstrings right. are made of jello. You guys are willing him to be good, and and it's you can yeah, tell. He's not. All right. Who's, 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 up? who's, up, now? who's not. up now? I think Jason's up. up. Yeah, I think we got to speed these up a little bit. Uh, I don't know how spicy. I'll I'll start off with a uh, medium, medium spice one. All right, go ahead. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster outscores Debo Samuel in fantasy this season by a good margin. I love over over seventy over seventy four and a half receptions for Juju Smith Schuster this year. Minus one fifteen at DraftKings. Absolute stone gold Steve Austin lock of the century. There, (laughs) right there, baby. I'm with you on this one. I, I couldn't agree more. I think Debo goes, but yeah, I'm with you. So I like Love the take. I don't like the I don't like the uh, the comparison with 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 Debo. I think Debo is going to do better than uh, we think, and we already are thinking he's going to be a little bit lower in terms of what he was able to produce last year. Because I think last year was a career year. We talk about career years. Yeah. Debo Samuel had a career year last year. Everything just worked well for him. So I'm thinking he's going to go lower than that, but it's still going to be pretty darn good. He's still going to be a, a running back slash receiver in that offense, and I think he's going to, you know, shoot. We've seen Cordell Cordero Patterson and Christian McCaffrey have 
you know, huge seasons as a result of being a dual threat type of player. And that's kind of what Debo is. So I don't, I love the, the take of Juju being the guy in Kansas city. Love that. Um, my fantasy rosters love that too. Um, <laughs> but uh, Debo, I think might be a, a poor comparison to make. Uh, Cause I still think he'll be pretty decent, even though it probably won't, uh, you know, kind of come in where he was last year. First of all, Jeff, there's this little thing called content. He just signed the, the contract yesterday, so I'm going to use him as my point of comparison so that we get some eyeballs. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> no, just fucking with you. Um, I, do think, I do think that Debo, uh, obviously career year last year, I do think he's going to be way down this year. I don't know how the Trey Lance thing is going to work out for him in terms of overall volume from a uh, pass-catching perspective. And I think he's going to be used way less as a runner. Remember, they're running backs outside of Elijah Mitchell – no one was really healthy at the end of last year. Now I think that Trey Sermon gets a little bit more run this year. I think that the kid from LSU, Davis Price, is going to have a really big role. I think that Mitchell will have a role. Jeff Wilson is still there. He's going to end up starting two or three games for them. Trey Lance is going to be running the ball a lot. I think that they use Debo in more of a deception role than in an actual running back role this year. So it kind of takes down how many rushing touchdowns he's going to have because less overall volume as a receiver. Therefore, I think he finishes outside of the top 15 in fantasy as a wide receiver. And I think that Juju, well, well, well within a top 12 wide receiver one role this season with the Chiefs, especially with the way that they started defending the Chiefs last year, playing this too high shell. They allowed Mahomes to complete everything, you know, within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. That's exactly what Juju does best. And I think that he's going to play a lot of slot. I project him. I think he's going to have over 100 receptions this season for the Chiefs. Yeah, that's hot. That's hot right there. I love it. All right. Like to add one thing about the Debo thing, which I I know it might not make the biggest difference in the world, but Debo Samuel also came out and said that uh, Mike McDaniel is the best coach that he has ever had, and he is not running a school in San Francisco anymore. Another reason why I think Debo decreases. Not only not only that, it was this was very specific last year that Debo and Mike McDaniel were having meetings to design running plays for him during the last seven weeks of the season. Not to say that Kyle Shanahan can't, but he's not going to have his number one guy, his Yoda, on the sidelines telling Kyle, okay, Debo wants a jet sweep right now at the 35 yard line. That's what McDaniels is doing. He's not there anymore. I think that's a great take, Joey. Thank you. Mike McDaniel also coach of the year next year. Anyways Okay, next one. <laughs> I like the mustard on that nut, Doug. Oh, no, yeah. I already bet it. I already bet it. Um, there you go. What do you got, Joe? Okay. Uh, Daniel Jones is going to be on the bench by week two, and Tyrod's going to come in and make wow. it. Daniel Jones on the bench by week two, and Tyrod gets the Giants a division win. They win a division. Title? Absolutely division not. Oh, Absolutely. wow, man. There Whoa. is no, no that was a That, that was a double nuke. I, no I'm a fan of Tyrod. I think he makes plays. I think he adds electricity. And Daniel Jones might be one of the most painful quarterbacks to watch. I don't care what anyone says. I think he's actually out by week two. He's had more than enough time to prove that he could do at least something, but he's terrible. Uh, I can't yeah. get behind the week two thing, even if I try my spiciest. I can't get there. I actually had it written down for week three, but the more I was thinking about it, I was like, no, week two. They're third mm. in the division. They're not winning. Okay, do you think that do you think that Daniel Jones makes it um, half a year? Yes. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. But I think it's I think it's for a really terrible reason, which is the Giants have obviously they have Brian Dayball, they have a new GM. They need to see what Daniel Jones is, and I don't think that 
eight games is a big enough sample size. I think that they need at least 12 or 13 to see yeah. what they have. If there's anything to use, if they can sign him to his fifth year deal or if they cut bait. Um, so that's the only reason I think that his play, you're right. His play could not live up to it and he should be benched, more, but I just don't, I just, I don't, I don't know if they'll pull the trigger. I think they need to see more. All right. Yeah. I'm curious to see, uh, Week lasts. week two is so spicy. That would mean that basically, like, they're going to go for it this year. Yeah. And they think that Tyrod has a better chance of winning in the division than DJ does, which he may doesn't. be true. Which, well, he doesn't. Tyrod <laughs> doesn't give you a better chance of winning games than DJ does. Not with, not, it's not more about Tyrod, more about what's around him. The Giants just don't have the talent around him to, to compete for the division. Well, I was just saying, like, percentage wise, I think that Tyrod oh, yeah, may give yes. you a better chance percentage. Yeah. I would say I would think better than zero percent is still better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, got some breaking news. Oh, we do. Kind of small, but James James Washington broke his foot. So Jalen Tolbert to the moon. I was just going to talk about right. Tolbert. Perfect. Oh, Perfect. great, great. I Lead in. Here we go, Jeff. I know I was. Uh, my my take is that we're going to be talking about Jalen Tolbert at the end of the year, just like we're talking about Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave, those rookies, uh, because Dallas has to pass to somebody with Washington kind of now broken foot. Who knows how long that'll be out? At least six weeks, if not longer, probably longer. We're talking about a fracture here. Um and we don't know who's going to pick up the slack in terms of targets left over from Amari Cooper. I mean, you've, you've got CeeDee Lamb, but CeeDee Lamb can't do it all. And, of course, Dalton Schultz as well. Someone has to be that second wide receiver. Jalen Tolbert looks like, by default, he might be the one who sees all that volume. So by just by looking at the volume alone that he is potentially looking to get, we could be looking at 50, 60 catches, 60 650, 700 yards receiving, it could even be higher. So I, I think that Drake London, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams, when he gets on the field, they might be you know pretty darn good. But I think Tolbert's going to be right there with them at the end of the year when it's all said and done. I'll go faster. I'll go bigger than that. Jalen Tolbert is the first rookie receiver across 1,000 yards this season. <laughs> oh, ooh, that's hot. That's spicy. I like it. That's good. Uh, it's possible. It's it is. definitely possible. It's very possible now because he's going to be targeted about 200 times. Gall- Gallup's out for God knows how yes. long. Gallup is, uh, you have Schultz, you have Schultz, CD Lamb, and Tolbert. Those are your pass catchers at this point for at least the first probably six weeks of the season. If he establishes himself as a reliable receiver for Dak, a monster, monster season. I love it. I love it. Uh, Jason, you want to uh, all right. The last take of the day. Yeah. Um, Kenny Pickett does not start one game for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year, and Mitch Trubisky has a top twelve fantasy season at quarterback. Ooh. Wow. I mean, I, I, can, I can totally see Trubisky being the, the the one who just kind of rises to the occasion in Pittsburgh. Not top twelve though. I don't know about top. Hey, 12. hey, it's he, hard to reach he, the top twelve. He he scoots around a lot. If he plays all 17 games, he's going to run the crap out of the ball, I guarantee you. And I think that they're going to have a good plan for him. they got some decent wide receivers. I know that O-line sucks. Even more reason to run the ball, I think that he's going to have a nice season on the ground. Give me over give me over 300 yards rushing and over three touchdowns for Mitch Trubisky on the ground. 
And I think that he, if he does that and he throws for 3,500 yards and 20 touchdowns, that's a top 12 season. I'm not saying he's going to be eight, but 11 or 12, absolutely. Uh, Jason, I was with you until you said top 12. You know how hard it is to reach the top 12 as a quarterback in the NFL? I mean, there's a lot of people who can do that. I'm not sure if he has the, the arm uh, yardage in him to do that. Jason. Let's look who the top 12 fantasy QBs were last year. I also think Jason might have Trubisky on his Scott Fishbowl lineup. Uh, <laughs> I don't, but I do in champions round. <laughs> oh, there you go. That, that, that works. Yeah, Tannehill was QB 12 last year. So. And he's How many stuck. rushing yards did he have? He had uh, 270. Jason, I would like to counter your spicy there you take. Go. Very spicy as well. Um, <laughs> Mason Rudolph starting quarterback for the Steelers? No, no, no. Trubisky outscores Tua? No, no, no. We're not bringing Tua into this. What I can say is, though, Kenny Pickett has more rushing yards than Trubisky. No. No, not if he doesn't start. Pickett has to make the field. And he will. And he will halfway through the year. And he's going to take so. 100%. Oh, Kenny Pickett is a runner. Did you ever see that video yeah, of him in Pitt? Yeah. I actually played against Kenny Pickett in high school, and we lost fifty-six to nothing. Yeah, that's nice. That's yeah, that video was that cool. That says a lot. It, it's, it's I'm a little bit biased. <laughs> yeah, it's I a lot different duking out like North Carolina, like A and M versus you know the Baltimore Ravens. All right, well, I like I, 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 let's yeah. let's use this as a poison comparison. My high school played Jimmy Clausen my senior year. We lost sixty-three to nothing. How'd that work out for us? <laughs> Clawson was all about the college sport, baby. So with that was, being said, though, you think the Steelers are, are a playoff team? No. I, I think they finished last in the division. But I think that Trubisky outperforms what people expect of him. All right. Yeah, Mike Tomlin has never not made the playoffs as a head coach. Well, the guy starts. No, off. that's not true. He's never had he's never had a below five. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. Yeah. One year, but that was losing it. season. That's what it is. Yeah, I think that they have a losing season this year, but I do think that they're going to be playing from behind in games, which, guess what? Mitch Trubisky throws the ball more. Works out great for me. Yeah. All right, fair. fair. It does work out more. It's, it's not a bad take. It's, it's a, it's, that's hot. I wouldn't say it's nuclear. I'll give it that's to you. That's definitely not nuclear. It's not nuclear. But All right, the, the Juju um, one was good. That was nuclear. Juju one was do we, good. Do we have one more? We have me. Yeah, I have to say my take right now. All right, so my take is... Uh, Hunter Renfro is a top four wide receiver this year. Top four? Top quattro. One, two, three, I four. Love it. Hunter Renfro. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I love me some Hunter Renfro. I love four. Hunter Renfro. Is he gonna so be Devontae? Is he gonna be over Devontae? Yes, he all scored Devontae too. Devontae's on the top four. Is Carr a top ten quarterback in that scenario? Yep, he is. Are, are, are you, you well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we can can we talk about a real hot take? You yeah. and Jeff both have the Raiders winning the fucking division, I believe. Correct? I think so. Uh, I have Denver winning the division. But you uh, had I, I have the Raiders. Didn't you have the Raiders like at like eleven and seven or, or eleven and six or some shit like that? I think I had it at twelve and five. If I remember. Correctly. You did. I'm I wondering did, yeah. what Jeff had. No, no. I, there's no way. I, if I did, the, the Broncos took the tiebreaker. And won the okay. division if they're both like ten and seven. So I'm not about eleven and six. Maybe. When do you guys have the Chargers winning the division? I did. Now they're they're going. Well, I think three are coming card. going to the playoffs in that division card. for sure. Interesting. The Raiders at twelve and five. Could you imagine? Yes. 
Uh, who did we get to see them Thursday night? Didn't the, who here's won the, the problem. Last Four year? singers. What? <laughs> yeah. The, the Chiefs won the division. Um, yes. Yeah, the Chiefs won it twelve and five. Yeah. Vegas was. Uh, yes, and, and then they lost to the, the Bengals in the playoffs. See, I they did. I don't know. I think that the Raiders' year was last year because they were pulling everything out of their ass like crazy, and then I don't I don't know in that division this sure, year. Is, I understand. Is, 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 last year, last year was Dan. a warm-up. Is, right, is, is Hunter Renfro the Julian Edelman and Josh McDaniels offense? Yes. So is that your your? Uh, your That's what was reasoning. the best? What was the best finish that Julian Edelman ever had in fantasy? Oh I don't know. Okay, let me look this up real quick. I I would venture to guess that Julian Edelman never had a top ten fantasy season as a wide receiver. He had really. Uh, let's see his highest. Fantasy ranking was in 2019, where he finished 13th. 13th. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> Off the no, top of the not. dome. So <laughs> now, so now we need we need him to replicate a Julian Edelman type season with a worse quarterback, with a way worse <laughs> offensive line. Remember, the perhaps one of the worst offensive lines in football, and. They have the best receiver in football on the other side, which may or may not help or hurt him. But to finish, it'll fourth, help him. It'll help. That him. is a, but it's a nuclear hot take. And it I, is. I'm here for it. I love it. But I love when Jason puts on his my cousin Vinny hat. I love it. When Jason puts on his my cousin Vinny hat and he argues the uh, to the to the defense of of why that's not going to happen, that's hilarious. It is. <laughs> but yeah, top top four. Mm-hmm. That is. Wow. He's definitely wide receiver one. He's definitely a one. I love Renfro, and he's also ridiculously consistent and makes huge plays. So, yeah, top four. I, you know, crazy. It's hard. That's that's top really four. hard. It's with with Devontae Adams on the team, that's that's difficult. Debo's, so not, gonna, Debo's not going to be top four. So he's Debo's not going to be top four. Debo's not going to be top ten. Diggs, Diggs is not going to be. Neither is Hill. Uh, Mike Williams isn't going to be. Metcalf definitely isn't going to be. Neither is Tyler Lockett. Jalen Waddle will probably Lockett. get top 10. Lockett's not going to come close to that. Lockett was uh, – right, this year. Cooper Cup, Jefferson, right? Chase. Yes. CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, not CeeDee Lamb, though. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Dan, funny. question. Question. Answer. Answer. Dan, do you yes. think yes. – Who do you think finishes with more fantasy points, Jalen Waddle or Tyreek Hill? Waddle. Okay, I'm I just curious because part of me. Wants I think to both play. are outside of the top fifteen. <laughs> top fifteen? Come on! Come on! Oh man, this Bonus. is Tua we're talking about. Oh, it's hot. Yeah, this is Tua. Tua has what three three hundred yard games in his career, something like that. Four. Tua's a winner. He wins. You see that throw he threw in camp the other day? Oh. If he, yeah, that's great. But if he wins, that's you know, he I, I, he, I don't see him winning with his arm. He's got a better win percentage than uh, Herbert Sherbert. Yeah, we went well, over this last we, time. Yeah, we, we've not, talked not, about I'm not entertaining this conversation. I'm not entertaining this two discussion anymore. No. No, no, no. We'll see. We'll see. Because you're, you're going to hear about it all year. So um, I, I, I think we're good. I don't hate that Waddle is a top 10 wide receiver this year. And I just think just because of the Mike, Mike McDaniel factor, I think if he gets used by D- – look, Tyreek Hill is not going to be used as a running back. He's not going to play that game. Waddle – he already had over 100 receptions last year. The field is going to be even more open for him this year. He'll be used in the running game. I think there's a definite way that Waddle finishes a top 10 wide receiver this year, even with Tua turn the ball over 
as quarterback. You know what? I'm done. I'm done. Ronald was only 15 points off wide receiver 10 last year. So it's not like he has to do crazy better to, to be. And keep in mind, Brissett was the quarterback for at least six, yeah. seven weeks. Yeah. So. That's, yeah, that's not a downgrade. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, no, it's bias, not. no bias. No bias. No, it's not. It's not. No bias aside, Brissett was the worst quarterback I've ever seen in my whole entire Whoa, 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 whoa. Jacoby Brissett, Brissett walked into Las Vegas and covered a three point spread. And won me a lot of money on the Dolphins last year. We did not Tua never did that play. for me. There's always a story. Lula hasn't done that for you because he's done it for me a bunch of times. A bunch of times. But Jacoby wow, that walked, Jacoby walked his ass into Allegiant Stadium and absolutely dominated the Raiders by going two of 13 through the air. Smash spot. Oh, that game went into OT, too. Yeah, it was great. I was on the edge of my seat for three hours. Hating Jacoby Brissett. It was elite. Yeah, gotta love it. Gotta love it. All right, I think that's oh. it for. I think we're a hot take out. Yeah, for today. <laughs> gotta save some. Gotta, gotta save, save some. some. Yeah, gotta keep some in the chamber for. Forty-one uh, for minutes set. of hot takes. Let's come. <laughs> let's come back Friday. Let's come back Friday and do some more hot takes. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. We'll have a game in, in the books we can talk I about. I think too. we got some like solid, solid short clips too. That like. Oh we'll yeah. Do really well. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. Like, even the one of me saying um, like Waddle or Hill, and then you just come out of nowhere and say not top fifteen. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, uh, we'll make it happen. Uh, yeah, that's a nice, good old thirty-second one too. That'll work. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. But as we said before, you know, it's definitely it's it's football's back. It's football week, so check out all the great content we're having over at Champions Round. We have our uh, paid version of Daily Dozen, so make sure to to play that, win yourself some money, stop playing for free. Uh, and um, a lot of great things coming up this week. So definitely check or, or out. Or start playing for free and then play for pay. Just start playing for money. Just Once you realize, start. oh, I Just jump in the deep end. Here. Jump in the deep end and go for it. <laughs> YOLO. There you go. <laughs> All right. So everyone, uh, have a good rest of your week. Enjoy football. We'll be back uh, later this all this week with some more hot takes and pancakes. And we can talk uh, preseason. Exactly. Oh, I can't wait to talk preseason. <laughs> See you, uh, Hold on. Oh, one oh, more thing oh, before we head out of here. Raiders Jaguars under 33 and a half total points in the Hall of Fame game. Lock under squad under. rides. Under under. under under under. Oh, I said under 33 under. and a half points. <laughs> under. Bet it over. It's, I will. It's gonna be like 18 to 12. It's gonna be 56 to 57. No, the no the line in Vegas is 33 and a half. You can go bet it right now. Let's go. I will. I, I will. just alt line right over 50. Still alt line. Alt line. <laughs> <laughs> alt line. I love it. See you, everyone. All right, guys. We'll see you. <laughs>